Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey everybody, I'm Robert. And we're the Film Flamers. And as per tradition, we are going to shoot the flames because it's the first part of October to start a spooky season. That's right. And um, we have a not... Did you hear that? (laughs) It's a Mike Flanagan ghost. (laughs) And And he's here to tell us that there is a Friday the 13th in this month. There is. The Mike Flanagan ghosts of Netflix past. Yes. And future. <laughs> and future. <laughs> There's not much of a future with him and Netflix except for what we're going to talk about later on. Right. But, I mean, like, this month is super special. It's an October spooky season with a Friday the 13th. So, instead of doing the obvious thing and covering, you know, Friday the 13th, we're actually going to be covering 13 Ghosts and uh, the 13th Warrior and the top 13... X-Files episodes. episodes. In our humble opinion. Yes. That's right. So those of you wishing that we would cover Friday the 13th, we'll have to wait. That's right. For another Friday the 13th. That's right. Moment. They happen. Periodontally. (laughs) Sporadically. (laughs) Be seeing you. Have no sporadically. (laughs) All right. Well, I don't even know what we're doing anymore. We just started. Reviews. Reviews. (laughs) Do we have any? Yes. Read it. Classic Rock 93 says, My favorite horror podcast. Chris and Robert always have me laughing out loud while I'm listening at work. Luckily, I haven't been fired yet. I wonder if Classic Rock 93 is the one who almost or did shart themselves. Shart themselves in the office because of the swabbing the decks with toxic masculinity thing? Swabbing the decks with testosterone, yeah. That's, yes, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Is that you, Classic Rock? If not, I'd love to hear all the wacky work stories. That's right. How many we've 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 had people like ruin their laptops almost, or yeah, because they spat all over it. Yeah, and then like other things have happened. Maybe people have lost their jobs. I don't know. Hmm. Anyone get in a car wreck? Please don't. <laughs> all the people that have died that can't answer us. <laughs> we'll wait. How many people have we killed? Oh my god! Let's move on. Thank you for the review, Classic Rock ninety three. And um, anyone else who wants to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or really anywhere, do so. We're going to read that on the next Shoot in the Flames. From our deep dive into A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors, Ashley over on Patreon said, first like and first comment. I've been waiting for this. Yes, yes, yes. Clap, clap, clap. Thank you, boys. My nostalgia boner just poked me in the eye. (laughs) That paper mache house, the wallpaper in Kristen's bedroom, the outfits and hairstyles, the teens, Nancy's amazing comeback. My God, so much of this part of my core. I also watched this so many times that I can't even guess the total number of watches. Hard same, Ashley. I hope that we did it some justice. Yeah. I mean, I think that we did. That we had a fair and balanced approach, a very Fox News approach. That's right. And we did not. I pretty much just like jerked my nostalgia back. Yeah, but I think I it. pulled us back to center. You know what I mean? That's right. Which you is did. not a Fox News thing, but you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Man, that analogy didn't last long. Okay. <laughs> Fembot18 over on Instagram, which I think is also Ashley, said, Nightmares do come true. Thank you, Chris and Robert. Absolutely love this episode. We're walk down memory lane. I mean, Elm Street. This movie was on constantly in my house when i was seven to ten same i had the vhs show me on the marionette where dream warriors touched you die (laughs) we did say that didn't we yes we did uh yes so i fucking love dream warriors which i said 
nonstop during that episode, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Ashley did too. Mitch Butts over on Insta said, I can't wait until you do the next Elm Street when Freddy is resurrected by a dog being. This episode was so nostalgic. I'm glad I'm not the only one that used to watch this movie over and over. And of course we did. We ended up doing Dream Master. Very next. Very next. And then over on Patreon, we released The Dream Child. The Dream Child, which we liked a little bit better. Yeah. It is a better movie. Not as good as Dream Warriors, though. No. All you people are correct. Yeah. Nostalgia all through that for me. <clears throat> and it seems like a whole generation of folks. So we all share that. McRad92580 over on Instagram said, are you ever going to do Return of the Living Dead? Yes. And I think we're going to do it kind of soonish. Yeah. Maybe. I think it's coming up in the springtime of 2024. So just a very short months away. And I'm glad that Dream Warriors reminded you of Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, I believe we're going to be doing it for comedy month. Are we? And, oh, you're right. Yeah. Because mm. mm. we're doing different zombie movies in March. That is correct. Everyone stay tuned. Our docket is packed. From our bonus episode into Predator 2, Nikki over on Patreon said, I'm glad my knowledge of movies isn't as detailed as yours because I didn't see any of the shot for shot connections until you brought them up. I definitely see it now. And she's talking about um, the Predator 2 shot for shot with aliens. Yeah. I did love seeing some of my favorite actors that I totally forgot were in this movie. My take, I remember loving this movie when it came out because Danny Glover was the true hero without a white savior, which didn't happen often back then. While I wasn't allowed to see in this uh, see this in the theater, it feels like one of the many movies in the late 80s and early 90s that was targeting the urban demographic, like the commercials that only played on BET. Looking at it from 2023 lens, the cultural references are a bit much, but back then we were just glad to see black and brown folks on screen. Here, here. Upon rewatch, it felt like it would have been perfect to watch in the theater in my West Philly neighborhood growing up, where we would have all been talking back to the screen, rooting for our guy to outsmart the predator who looked like black alien with locks, loving the one-liners and feeling vindicated seeing Mr., Danny Glover's amazing role in The Color Purple, who we still love to hate. Yeah, that's true. Get paid the respect he deserves at the end. Fun fact, according to Wikipedia, some of the L.A. Lakers got to play background predators in the movie because they couldn't find anyone on short notice. In fact, that was going to be a, a fun fact. Really? But I had struck it from the, the records. I'm glad that Nikki got to bring it to us. Still a good, bad movie in my eyes. At the end, I just kept thinking about how they get that ship under L.A. with all the buried infrastructure. I'm always an engineered... That's true. I was thinking the same thing. Actually, we mentioned it too, I think. I think so. I think, yeah. It's like, how the fuck did they get that ship down there? Anyway, Jillian said, very well said, Nikki. Clap, clap, clap. And uh, she's correct. Very well said, Nikki. Clap, You're clap, right. Clap, <clears throat> clap. clap. <laughs> Um, a, you're right. This is a bad movie that's fun to watch. Like that was my favorite part of this book. Yeah, it's episode. a good bad movie. Was watching because mm-hmm. I had a good time watching it yeah. for sure. And I think that you're totally valid on this. I feel like this movie and a lot of movies from that time period were sort of targeting that urban demographic, right? And um, I always remember Danny Glover from The Color Purple because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's so hard for me when I see him in the things to like give him a chance and like him because I hate him so much in The Color Purple. Yeah. But it was a fun watch. And I'm glad that we did it. I'm glad you guys voted for that in the poll for sure. On our deep dive into Prey, Cafe Tabac 
over on Spotify said, I initially watched, without knowing, the Comanche version and loved it. I rewatched the English one and I wasn't as impressed anymore. How odd. Splendid film. I, that just makes me really want to see the Comanche. I know. Anymore. Seems like they still liked it, though. I feel like in a year from now, when I'm ready to watch Prey again, and I'll probably like watch the Comanche. Right, and I'm really going to have to like force myself when we do The Mist eventually to watch it in black and white. That's what I really want to watch it in. Yeah. For sure. I'm going to get that fucking Blu-ray 4K. I think I have it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's been released yet. The The Blu-ray that came out had the black and white version. Oh, maybe it's a steelbook edition. I don't know. Either way, I want to watch the black and white one the most. Mm-hmm. Remember, deep dive into Prometheus, this whiny over on Spotify said, just discovered you two with this episode, and I'm so glad I did. Very funny. Very intelligent breakdown. Thank you. Heart. Ooh. Your first episode of ours is Prometheus. Well, go over to patreon.com slash the film flamers and listen to our original bonus episode about it (laughs) because we were not expecting to love it so much. So we've been talking about Prometheus for quite some time. I don't know. I feel like there's so many people that are like listening to our deep dives, but probably don't watch or listen to shooting the flames. Yeah. So they'll never know that their comments are being read, but maybe they will and they will go over there and check it out. So whenever we get to the questions and such sections of this, anybody who sends us a DM, I tend to respond with, hey, we're going to answer your question mm-hmm. on Shooting the Flames. So hopefully people start to listen. From our deep dive into Halloween, the 2018 version, Charisma over on Spotify said, I watched this movie on a plane and the only person beside me, an old lady, was watching over my shoulder. I don't think I didn't think much of it until she said, come on, Michael, let's fucking get him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we're getting these random comments on Spotify and I don't get notified for all of them. I'm still kind of finding some of them because Spotify just hasn't gotten their shit together yet. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's fun to, it's fun to see some of these. Well, speaking of Spotify uh, on our Batman returns episode, Dennis R. LaPointe said, Robert's laugh is the best. Oh, he's right. <laughs> From Jurassic park. One, two, three, six, oh, six, nine, two, one, four on Spotify. <laughs> I think that's a fucking phone number, too. That's insane. I don't Didn't know. No one call that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like, maybe it's on purpose. Like it's a Mr. Movie phone or something. I don't know. 8675309. <laughs> no. Uh, it says, hello. In the Jurassic Park episode, you mentioned wanting to know about the layers of the sound design. I've attached a link to a video about the raptors in the film. And there is a link and to the will. sound design of the raptors of the film. And we will post that in the show notes. Dennis over on Facebook Messenger said, hey, guys, love the show. I've been listening about two, sometimes three episodes a day or night for the last few weeks. Wow. I have a question for the end segment. When the saxophone from Careless Whisper plays, what's that other soundbite from and what exactly is being said? (laughs) Thank you for your insightful conversations and comedic moments. Robert, your laugh is one of the best things ever. Yay. Yay. So actually, someone's asked this before, I think a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, about maybe about six months after we added that. Yeah, so that's like some random YouTube video where this guy was like filming on a rainy day while he was driving his car and saw like this really hot daddy outside of his car jogging. Mm -hmm. And it was like, come through, daddy. Yes, daddy, yes. And I can play the whole thing for you here because it's a lot more dialogue. Bitch, Felice Navidad, happy Kwanzaa, all the shalom in the We loved that so much and laughed about it so much. And it seemed to fit very perfectly with that segment of our podcast that we just added it to Careless Whisper, maybe for like a couple episodes and it stuck 
forever. Yeah, yeah we're we just keep adding things like that to all of our episodes, like Deke. Deke. Just from the last, what, three months? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, now we know that people listen to the very end of our episodes because every so often people will tag us or send us like a reel on Instagram that's geek. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. Ryan King over on Patreon said, you guys mentioned it follows a lot. It's an outstanding film. I can't seem to find that you guys have covered it. Where am I missing it entirely? No, you have not missed it. We have not covered that. We Not keep yet. trying to find the right place in the docket. Yeah. And it seems like it's like an A24 movie, but it's not. Right. Nope. And so it's like, we need to find some others that seem like A24, but not. And I think there's like a theme that we've written down. That's kind of like that. Um, we have, it follows, we have like, I think Babadook is not A24, nope. you know, but, but, but does Babadook go better with Relic, which is also not A24, you know? So it's like, we just have to figure this out and just like, we, we try and put them, you know, um, where they belong. So, Ryan, just so you know, It Follows almost, almost has already had a deep dive. We had it on the docket for last February for when we do our romance movies, but it got bumped for The Craft. Oh. Because that just seemed like a better fit for Heathers. That's right. It really, and it was. And it was. So, but It Follows is definitely going to have a deep dive. Stay tuned. We love that movie a lot, and we're going to talk about it. Hopefully sometime soon. And you should just be able to go into Google and type in like it follows um, maybe in quotes or something with film flamers or whatever movie you want us to hear us talking about. Because sometimes we'll mention it during like an old hot takes episode or maybe it'll be in like the top 10 favorites of the year if it's a more recent movie in the last four or five years. You know, um, like you type in like film flamers Nighthouse, you might get a couple of different episodes, hot takes or best of the year 2021 or whatever the fuck that was, you know, so you can actually search that that way a little bit better. But you can also go to our website, I believe, and search that way as well. That's right. We've talked about a lot of movies. Because it'll search the the show notes as well. It doesn't have to be a deep dive. Uh, CJ McGinnis over on Patreon said, I always hear you guys talk about Boston slash Texas. I'd love to meet you guys next time y'all are in Boston. I love your show. Yeah. So I lived in Boston for work for what, like a year and a half or something like that. Yeah. And so of course, as soon as I, I went there, like three, three to six months after I moved, the pandemic kind of shut everything down. And so we had planned on doing like a lot more stuff there and I'd planned to live there longer term. But it just wasn't in the cards. But we do still kind of we're flirting with the idea of making a pilgrimage back up to Salem again when it's everything's opened up and, you know, the way it should be. That's right. And uh, they have a pretty good like horror film festival that goes on up there that we want to go to. Except that they have a different podcast that, you know, a couple of different podcasts up there that, that do things. They have not invited us yet. That doesn't mean we can't just go. But uh, if we are ever in Boston again, and I'm sure that we will be at some point, then, hey, we'll look you up. Kimberly sent us an email and she just like randomly sent us pictures from uh, her Dollar Tree birthday party finds because she had to throw a party, I guess, for someone. And uh, it shows like a bunch of like stuff, um, like napkins and plates and stuff. But it's all like Five Nights at Freddy's themed. And it's like really good. (laughs) It's like a huge poster. Yeah. Like on the wall or like stood up or something. And it's just like this dance floor with all the creepy things from it's Freddy's? kind of like a photo backdrop kind of thing. Yeah, uh, we'll pro- we can post these pictures too. I can post them on socials. Um, but yeah, I think she was throwing a party for like a niece or nephew. Yeah, so she went to Walmart and she went to Dollar Tree. I don't know what which is from which, but damn, I want a Five Nights at Freddy's birthday. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, your birthday's coming before mine now. 
because month passed. Uh, Nikki sent us an email and she said, we just finished watching the midnight club and the horror of Dolores Roach without looking it up. I knew the midnight club was done by the Hill house, Bly Manor team, big scares in the first episode. And then all story. I enjoyed it, but I need to expect slow parts. Dolores Roach was a great ride. Love the setting and the feel of it. The Heights is a whole vibe. Well acted, great cast, and a bunch of oh damn moments. Gotta love a new adaption of Sweeney Todd. Yeah, I hadn't really heard of that. I haven't either. I think it's streaming. Maybe it's like a Prime thing. Yeah. But Midnight Club, we have talked about before on the podcast. We did, and we were, I was at least disappointed. More so than you, because I had actually read the book. Yeah. And uh, it, it turned into much more Flanagan than Christopher Pike, which I was disappointed with. And it's my least favorite thing that Flanagan's ever done, I think. I liked it. Not that it was bad. It wasn't bad at all. Yeah. It's just like compared to everything else he's done. Well, I feel like Flanagan things are going to be Flanagan things no matter where he gets the material. Because I feel like even Dr. Sleep was a Flanagan movie and not like a, a King or a Kubrick thing. Yeah. It started off very earnest, Christopher Pike, and then it's kind of... You know, I could see the writing process just get more and more in his own head. You, you, know could, just, I mean? you could just see the Flanagan happening all yes. over it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Got more and more masturbatory and mm-hmm. self-important. Yeah. But I'm going to look up Dolores Roach and see what it is. So, I like a, a recommendation that I'll <laughs> probably watch. <laughs> Livy over on Patreon said, I listen to you two every morning when I get ready for work. Can you do a Timothy Oliphant episode. He's starred in at least three horror or horror adjacent movies. One, The Crazies. Love that movie. Mm-hmm. Two, A Perfect Getaway. Haven't seen it. That's right. Three, Scream 2. That's true. And I, Scream 2 is excellent. I love that movie. Yeah. It's great. Also, The Santa Clarita Diet, which I have seen. She says she hasn't seen it, but I have seen, and it's great. Uh, it's with Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says, He hot, hot, hot. I would love to hear you guys talk about these movies. Um, I know that we've talked about doing an, a, a crazy's deep dive. Did we ever do Scream deep dive? Scream we have Scream not two? deep dove into Scream yet. Wow. But I feel like when we do, it'd be a whole franchise thing. Yeah. Right? We'd, we'd have to go through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scream 2, to me and to many out there, is just as good as the original Scream. I would agree with that. I really like In some Scream ways, too. yeah. I like Scream 3 as well. And Timothy Oliphant is amazing. He is. He's hot, hot, hot. He's good in everything he's done. I have not seen the Santa Clarita diet, but I do like Drew Barrymore as well. Mm. A Perfect Getaway is good. It's like a you know, 2000s horror movie. I really want to see The Crazies again. Like, I love how, how big it zooms out, and I've never seen the original. It's a really good remake, and the original's great. Yeah. But I kind of like the remake better. That's what I've heard. Yeah. And so, like, I was just kind of shocked. I thought it was going to be, like, the small-town zombie movie, and then it turned out to be, like, this global thing. And that's, like, mm-hmm. it does a really good job. Nicole, over on Patreon, said, First, I'm currently watching Talk to Me and absolutely and absolutely goosebumps after the opening scene. But before I forget, I watched Nandor for What? Nandor, Fodor, and the Talking Mongoose tonight. <laughs> I think we did a trailer for that, or maybe I dropped it from our... I don't remember watching a trailer for this. Okay. I think I remember Maybe it was on the cusp like of that. adding that to our trailer thing last month. Or... <laughs> Nandor Fodor and the Talking Mongoose. I thought it was horror adjacent, and so it sounds like it could be. I mean, okay. And I have no idea what the fuck Simon's Peg accent was intended to be, but it was fucking delightful and distantly horror adjacent. And I thought I should mention it to you. Good. Yeah, because we nearly 
put that in our trailers for like a shooting shooting the flames either last month or month before that. Well, with the title like Nandor Fodor and the Talking Mongoose, I feel like I need to add that to my lookup with for Dolores Roach. I mean, come on, my goodness. Really? <clears throat> okay. Well, I'm glad that uh you are enjoying talk to me at least after that opening scene we would like to know what your thoughts about the whole movie are for sure because we really enjoyed it and we went to go rewatch that movie in the theater when it was released um back in july so um we've seen it twice this year already that's right once at the overlook and then we needed to throw our dollars at it that's right and then we were done with it (laughs) i'm not done with it forever no not forever just for now for now Bennett over on Patreon said, a while back, you mentioned during one of your Shooting the Flames episodes that you plan on covering the talented Mr. Ripley. All I can say is finally, while not really horror or borderline horror adjacent, it's definitely a queer thriller for the ages and worthy of your attention. Also, one of our personal top 10 favorite films. I can't wait. And I have added this to our official list of uh, requests and and uh, also tagged it as a possible Pride movie or Pride Month movie. And I really, really want to talk about Taunted Mr. Ripley. I've We've, never seen it. I know. Every time we mention it, you say that. And I'm always flabbergasted. I like it. You know, I think it's good. I think it'd be a really good Pride Month movie. We just need to like fit it into the docket. Is it though? Like I felt like it was way too, it was in the 90s. I felt like it was way too early to do any kind of like actual like gay thriller. No, movie. I mean, it's all very gay adjacent. Okay. It's gay and, and horror adjacent. I feel like the novels probably weren't. Then what is it? <laughs> it's a, it's a gay adjacent horror adjacent thriller. <laughs> it's just stars Gwyn- Gwyneth Paltrow and that's all I need to know. It means it's good adjacent. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. It's coming, Bennett. It's breathing very hard. It's coming very soon, hopefully. <laughs> it's good adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we're so muppety. <laughs> did we get new voicemails this month? Oh my God, did we? Yes, we did. To answer your question. <laughs> Our first one is from Kimberly. Hey guys, it's Kimberly. It's been a hot minute. Um... I uh, moved into a new apartment, got a new car, and then promptly got fired. So um, if anybody has leads on um, a job in medical research that I have 18 years of experience in, <laughs> please let me. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's is actually extremely popular with the tween crowd now. Uh, my boyfriend's 12-year-old son is having a Five Nights at Freddy's or NAF, as the young folks say, uh, theme birthday party tomorrow. Um, which I'm for, and it's going to be super beautiful, and I'll send you a picture. <clears throat> he's too chicken shit to finish the game, though. He gets he he starts playing the game and then gets freaked out. So um, anyway, it's a like 12 to 13 year old set, super popular. What else? I think Julian Sands was missing for like six months before they finally found his body, and another hiker found his body. He was out hiking somewhere. And he and another hiker disappeared, and they were dead. Uh, and I guess they fell off a ledge or something, and and died. So yeah, so um, that was that was he was missing for several months. So um, I, I love you guys, but read read some non horror related news, uh, you know, current events and all that. So anyway, I love you. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. I didn't know he was missing until he was already dead. That's right. Me too. (laughs) I've already forgotten who he is. Well, I'll never forget. Except 
what he looks like and things that he's done. Because I never saw whatever he was in Warlock. Warlock, yeah, yeah, Boxing Helena, stuff like that. I mean, Warlock was his big like horror one, yeah. but I've never seen Warlock and I've never seen Phantasm. Mm-hmm. Phantasm, you need to watch. It's a must watch for sure. Yeah, Warlock. Yeah, I mean, sure. Why not? It's a fun watch. But yeah, so I had no idea that he was missing. And I feel like that could have been like bigger news, but he was less of a celebrity. I don't know. It's still sad. But and I feel like Five Nights at Freddy's will always be popular in the tween crowd. But um, like we talked about earlier in the episode, we got your pictures. And I do like that little backdrop. Also, sorry about... Losing your job, I'm sure with that kind of experience, you will find something. Plus, you're very pleasant, and I would want to have you working around me. So if you want to try something in food service, (laughs) if you want to do some medical research about food service, (laughs) call me and we'll find you a spot. (laughs) (laughs) What else we got? Oh, here's this one from Nicole. Hi, guys. This is another Nicole here, and I just wanted to let you know how much I appreciate your wonderful Exorcist 2 coverage. Uh, My son, my beautiful crotch fruit, heard your lovely voices going, yeah, 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 in the other room while I was listening to your podcast. And now he wanders around my house going, yeah, 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 and I can't escape it. So thank you so much for that contribution to my life. And uh, I'm going to keep on listening. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> Your crotch fruit sounds amazing, Nicole. And I, I see. I haven't listened. To it. I just saw the transcripts, right? Because mm-hmm. I want to listen to them live. I didn't realize it was a new Nicole. We have so many Nicoles and Nickies and things. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a kid that I want to be around for sure. <laughs> Chris, if you ever have a kid, I want the first words to come out of his or her mouth to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. They would have been anyway. I mean, probably. Come on. For real. We have one last final voicemail. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. You look like a monkey and smell like one too. Happy birthday, Robert. Love you. Oh, love you too. That sounds like Kimberly. It does sound like Kimberly. I would know Kimberly's voice anywhere. A monkey. Yes. <laughs> you just had your birthday in midish to latish September ish. Midish to latish. Yes. Latish. And I will have my birthday in midish to latish December. That's right. Kimberly, you're going to have to call again around Chris's birthday to tell you him. You have he set like this a precedent, and I will not have my birthday be unadorned. <laughs> By this pleasant voicemail. My birthday will not be ignored, Dan. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for the birthday wishes. It was a good birthday. I am an old man now. I was talking to someone that day and I was just like, well, I'm 44. It's time for my my quarter life crisis. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Mid. (laughs) Mid life crisis. Yeah. Sad. Sad day. But thank you. It was a good birthday. And speaking of your birthday, you have some new patrons. <gasps> I do? Just for my birthday? Just for you. Who are they? It's all for you. It's all for you, Robert. It's all for you. 
stop reminding me of my nanny like that. <laughs> so we've got the Dean Swan who joined us as a film sparker. CJ McGinnis joined us at the Firestarter level. And Livy also joined us at the Firestarter level. And uh, of course, she also commented earlier in this episode. As did CJ McGinnis. Mm -hmm. So we are glad you guys joined the Patreon family and are already sending us the comments, questions, and such that we can read and talk about on Shooting the Flames. But we have to shout out our patrons at the Film Flamer tier or higher. And at the Film Inferno level, we have... Calmy Lestat. Kimberly. Penelope. Thank you, guys. And at the Film Flamer tier, we have... Anthony. Ashley. Ben. Big Dave. Glazed Donut. Jessica. Lisa. Nikki. Rosie Red Leader. And William. But especially... No one. No. <laughs> or all of them. But especially Robert. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. I'm also a patron. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Shh. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Horror news. Uh, we have a couple of news items to talk about, but um, it's kind of like bare bones right now. And it's spooky season. That's ridiculous. I feel like every October, we're like, there's no horror news, which is stupid. It's the time of year to do that. But the future of Halloween, the franchise, is in question as Malik Akkad is currently shopping the rights for the film and television future of this. Right. Well, that makes sense after this latest trilogy has been put to bed. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that like they have to shop around. And so one interesting thing is that we might have A24 being interested in TV rights. That's right. So A24 recently bought the TV rights to Friday the 13th and they are creating a show called Crystal Lake, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to show on Peacock and Brian Fuller is developing it. And now they also want to get the TV rights to Halloween to create a TV series of that as well. So it seems like H24 is taking their horror roots and branching out of film and into television areas. The fertile ground of horror. That's right. Bears many fruits. <laughs> it does. But Universal. Why did I sound like a child of corn when I said that? <laughs> no, you really did, though. I just want to get you like a really circular brimmed hat to walk around in. <laughs> um, uh, Universal and Blumhouse had the rights to Halloween for that trilogy, and now they don't. So I guess we will see what the future of this franchise looks like. But A24 TV, sure. We'll yeah. yeah. I'm super looking forward to that Friday the 13th series next up we've got easter bloody easter which is an upcoming horror movie that unleashes a killer jackalope and his devil bunnies i mean i just wanted to mention this because it sounds ridiculous <laughs> does it <laughs> and to say that i can't wait for a trailer <laughs> a killer jackalope yeah which don't exist but you know i mean it's mythology it's american mythology sure come on it's american horror story <gasps> American Horror Story Jack Devil Bunnies. <laughs> Devil Bunnies. Can you imagine being like nuzzled to death by a bunny? Oh. I can. That sounds amazing right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Brightburn 2. What? Question mark. The H Collective is actively developing a sequel. Did you even see the first one? I did, finally. Oh, okay. A couple years ago. Yeah. 
And I liked it. I thought it was good. And yeah. I think the ending kind of like leaves it all open it for does. a possible universe of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so this um, collective, the H Collective, um, is very open to the idea of having like AI created movies and just like mixed media things. Right. So they are open to all kinds of possibilities for Brightburn and they are going to make one. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Coming soon. First up, we've got a movie called Totally Killer. And this is starring Kiernan Shipka of Mad Men fame and mm-hmm. a bunch of other things. And this is going to be on Amazon Prime on October 6th. And this is a time travel movie where a girl goes back into the 80s to prevent a murder that her mom was taken part of. Um, I feel like I've seen this movie in a couple of different ways, right? Yeah. What was that movie that where they went back in time, like, but into a into a movie in the eighties? Oh, Final Girls. Final Girls, right? Mm-hmm. And there's another one where they go into the cabin or whatever, and there's like kind of role reversals and weird shit going on. It's like a mashup of those, but it's like almost like the eighties nostalgia boners is really getting tired right yeah. now. Yeah, I feel like it's time to start like roping our nineties boner. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, that's not to say I wouldn't watch this. It seems like a fun movie, but it does seem a little bit like trite, especially a sense at this point. Like if a 19, like that 70s show came out today, it would be based on that 2000s show. Oh, my God. Every single shooting the flames. You just cannot help yourself. But make me feel old. I just called myself old. <laughs> <laughs> God. So close after a birthday, Chris. My goodness. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, like, OK, it's time to move on. Like the 80s, like horror heyday revival has finished. It's time to go into the 90s, but this will be our last foray, shall we? Can we all agree on that? Mm-hmm. With that being said, I think it looks fun. Not <clears throat> as fun as some of the movies like this that came before it. Like Final Girls is an excellent horror movie. It's also dealing with like mother-daughter relations. So, yeah. But um, I don't know. I'll watch it. Next up, we've got The Fall of the House of Usher. And this, of course, is Mike Flanagan. But this time, bringing in the talents, the cool stylings of Mary McDonnell. Oh, my goodness. Madam President Madam herself. Madam President, all up in this. Uh, listeners, you know that we are ready for this. We are right. ready. We were ready for the series when we first announced its, like, in creation on shooting the flame love those many moons ago and i wonder if this is kind of like the last of his like this marks like the end of his like five six year mm-hmm. solid journey of netflix partnership yep because now he's fully into prime yeah he, he's ready for prime time bitch mm-hmm. but the next movie he's doing is a stephen king adaption which one uh it's not even called after like the it's like one of the, the short story collections oh yeah I like that. He makes good King work. But this is good. I mean, so this is all like Edgar Allan Poe, right? But told with a really modern, like, mafia flair. It does. And there's looks like there's about, I don't know, 18,000 more characters in his version of Fall of Usher than there was in the actual story. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, he has to, like, spread this Poe work over an entire season. But, I mean, we are complete Flana fans. You know, I, I feel like the last thing we saw from him was, what, Midnight Club? So... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ready to see this. It looks great. It has the usual cast of characters plus Madam President. Mm-hmm. So what's not to love, really? Well, I'll just find out because every time that he basically gives up directing after the first two or three episodes, it kind of falls apart a little bit. Oh, my God. 
let's see what happens with this then. Yeah, I'd love so. to see what the <laughs> if he directed this whole thing end to end. October the twelfth, we're gonna find out. I guess so. And finally, the last trailer we have to talk about is something that Chris and I have been looking forward to seeing even before we met each other. Right. And that is a movie called Thanksgiving, directed by Eli Roth, finally coming out November 17th. Really? Yeah. And so, of course, this is essentially a its own thing. It's been long enough. It's been mm-hmm. like 20 years um, that he is, you know, shopping for new horror enthusiasts that will want to see this. But for people of our age or older, a lot of people have seen Grindhouse. That's right. Right. And the trailers that played during those two movies, that double feature that he uh, and well, sorry, not he, but Robert Rodriguez and um, Quentin Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino did together. And that was Death Proof and the zombie one. <laughs> yeah. Planet something. Planet, Planet Terror. Planet, Planet Terror. Terror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so this trailer was like before, middle, and after maybe, or just before and middle. I don't know. Maybe just between. Anyway, so one of them was done by Eli Roth, right? And that was like back when they were called like the Splat Pack, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, he did like this really cheesy... <laughs> An horrific trailer for Thanksgiving where this lady is like, you know, uh, jumping on a trampoline and she like lands on her butt or whatever. And there's someone that's stuck a knife up there and like really crazy trailer and a bunch of trailers back then. And like one of them's already been made by Robert Rodriguez, which was Machete. Machete. Machete was turned into a movie. And a sequel. Trailers. Yeah. And a sequel. So this is one of those. But we've been waiting so long for this and it looks great. The trailer is actually a teaser. It's not a full trailer, but it's already looks great. And that's good. I don't need to see anything else. I always I wanted to see it before a teaser even existed. So it's mm-hmm. fine. He already did the legwork. But the difference is that this one seems really modernized when the trailer for that was like intentionally done as sort of this like grindhouse 1980s kind of slasher movie. And this is, you know, a little bit more modernized, but I am here for it. I've been waiting for Thanksgiving for quite some time. As much as I love Death Proof. And, I mean, Grindhouse as a whole, I thought the concept was neat, but my takeaway from that was Thanksgiving, like, fully. Like, I really have been looking forward to this and cannot wait to see it. Well, guys, I think that about wraps up this episode of Shooting the Flames. Tell us what you thought of our trailers and our news articles and everything else. And if we missed anything, uh, you can find links to all these things on our show notes and then find us on social media at the film flamers on Facebook, Instagram, X threads, all the things you can email us at tired Queens at filmflamers.com or call our hotline at nine, seven, two, six, 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 seven, seven, three, three. Like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like me. <laughs> like we said earlier, we have a lot of content coming out for you in October. Stay tuned for all the 13s that we have. And we should probably go off, get ready for those by having some sweet dreams. Uh, Matt. Sorry, I just saw Black Phillip on you. <laughs> <laughs> Lamb. Truly. Mortimer. Deke. <laughs>